You're too damn white, guys. Yeah, I think that the idea that there was some time that America was like much better to, than today is definitely not really true. Yeah, so that's kind of what we're going to dive into today. We're going to look at like what were the things that people think made America great and what were those ideas based on. So kind of we're going to look at Western culture in general and figure out like what actually is it that we're saying when we say make America great again and should we really aspire for that again. So, you know, it's that's kind of what we're going to get into. But first, we should dive into our news segment. Andrew tells Julian the news. Here we go. Breaking news. In Vietnam, doctors pumped 15 cans of beer into a patient to save his life. <laughs> what what was wrong with this patient that he needed yeah, 15 beers? He had methanol poisoning. Methanol is another type of alcohol, but it's deadly, makes you go blind and stuff. Um, so it's a little hair moonshine, of the dog. Bad moonshine sometimes turns into methanol, and that's why people die from drinking bad moonshine. Anyway, so uh, I guess ethanol and methanol compete in the liver. So if you had more ethanol, it kind of saved him from the methanol. So they're mm. kind of like pumping in ethanol to help like dilute at the methanol, basically. Wow. So a little hair of the dog. Oh, it's actually it actually is a good thing. I wouldn't call 15 beers hair of the dog, <laughs> actually. But, you know. Also, they found the world's largest ever photographed great white shark in Hawaii. And wow. some divers dived with it called Deep Blue. These people found the world's largest shark and they thought, let's go swim with it. Not the world's largest shark, but the world's largest deadly human-eating shark. Well, this one didn't necessarily eat any humans. Probably didn't. Probably didn't. I actually have a news story I want to contribute this week. Is that against the rules since this is supposed to be you telling me the news? Uh, No, you can tell me the news. A hotel in Japan fired half of its robot employees this week. This this robot uh, hotel is supposed to be like a futuristic streamlined hotel with like artificial intelligence and stuff. And they found that these robots were actually not as efficient as humans. Some of the robots couldn't deliver bags to the right rooms and things like that. And the... The clerks, which are supposed to check you in, were kind of clunky, and they couldn't give like recommendations to tourists about nearby attractions. So they ended up firing uh, almost 150 of their robots and replacing them with humans again, which is kind of funny. So humans are winning the AI war. Yeah, but I think this is like I think this is less indicative of where all that is going. I think it's just yeah. still a little early for robots to be running hotels, but I think we yeah. will see it. I think it's maybe like five or ten years out. But I I applaud this company for you know they, somebody has to be the pioneers and screw things up. You know, mm-hmm. so I think it's cool. Something else that's been big in the news that relates directly to our episode, I thought, was Alexandria Ocasio Cortez talked about. I guess a seventy percent peak marginal tax rate. And a lot of Republicans totally freaked out about this, uh, posted all on Twitter. Like this story, Scott Walker, the former governor of Wisconsin, put on the story where if you were asked by your parents to rake the leaves for $10, and then when you came back in the house, they said, well, we're going to keep seven out of those $10 and just give you three instead, um, that would be stealing. And even kids get this. And so she said, um, having to explain how marginal tax rates work to former governors, you get to keep the full $10 because it's only $10, but the billionaires in town um, have to like pay their fair share or something like that. So I thought this was interesting because we were already planning to talk about freedom versus equality. Right. And how it relates to American Great Again, because, um, you know, the history of taxation in the United States is such that a 70% top marginal tax rate is definitely not unprecedented. 
Uh, what does that mean? People may not necessarily know because I think a lot of Americans think 70% tax rate, that means the government's going to take 70% of everything I earn. Um, it doesn't mean that? No, not at all. So that's how marginal taxes work. So okay. they take nothing from the first little bit and then it progressively creeps up. Actually, there's tax brackets. Uh, that's what those are. I right, always right, thought right. there shouldn't even be brackets, but it should just be a continuous function. Like there's no <laughs> reason why it has to be brackets at all. Yeah. This is something that the Republicans were really pushing for in their latest tax reform was to basically get rid of brackets get it down to like two or three brackets to make it, quote, simpler. But there's no reason that taxes should be simple. They should do the thing we want them to do. Right? Yeah, they should be more sophisticated. They yeah, they should actually be more sophisticated, I think, to try to capture all the things we want to do with them. Of course, a lot of people would say that's like government planning, and to some extent it is. But there's this trade-off here that I think we could talk about. Uh, it's kind of like almost the fundamental trade-off at the heart of politics in the United States. Uh, it's kind of... In some sense, the trade-off that's faced every democracy and mm -hmm. other countries even uh, throughout history almost, the question of equality versus liberty. The French Revolution even had the saying, liberté, égalité, fraternité. And then these things are in opposition to each other. You can't have all three together perfectly. You can't mm -hmm. even have liberty and equality perfectly. Yeah, we're going to dive more into this in a minute, but I, I want to just encourage anybody who may be listening that's freaked out by what we're saying. We're not uh, going off the deep end here. This is uh, we're, we're going to unpack all of this. I think this is interesting. I, I know people freak out when you talk about taxes because there's very strong opinions on what the government should be allowed to do or not do with our money. Definitely. Uh, you know, so we're not trying to be polarizing here. We plan to get into this in a little more detail uh, as we go on. But, you know. Uh, I think that you're right. Uh, the, the most common misconception about freedom and equality, uh, especially amongst Americans, is that people don't realize that they're directly in opposition to each other. You can't have total freedom without, uh, without having some loss of equality. Uh, and that's because like you just they're just to, to have total freedom is to say that you are unique from other people like you are somehow mm -hmm. a, like higher up in a hierarchy or something so it actually and i actually wasn't aware of this until you brought it to my attention this week so i've been doing a bunch of research on it and it's like it's crazy how much uh research is uh, not even research but how how old this debate is this is not a new mm -hmm. debate yeah, this has been going absolutely. on for for a long time so it's Almost it's pretty much since the beginning of civilizations hierarchies of kings and stuff like that yeah versus tribes which were equal yeah yeah, and what was that quote? You told me a quote uh, from the the some prime minister of the USSR or something. Oh, yeah, there's a couple things I want to talk about. But, yeah, Khrushchev. So Khrushchev, I think it was in 63 or something like that, said to Kennedy, you have more freedom, but we have more equality. Because <laughs> the United States has always sort of viewed itself definitely as the land of liberty, but even equality is like fundamental to the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution mm -hmm. to some extent. Like yep. the first lines are what, like, are all men are created equal? Right. Yeah, totally. But that's are they? Just, that's just not true. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's the problem here is that is not true. And also people don't have um, similar circumstances also. So trying to impose full equality uh, is requires basically the use of force. So that's why, you know, the USSR was like this planned state that was supposed to be completely equal, no freedom. In fact, right. uh, there was a great book by Will and Ariel Durant, which won the Pulitzer Prize in 2010. It's called The Lessons of History. 
and it said that freedom and equality are sworn and everlasting enemies, and when one prevails, the other dies. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's got to be true. It's got to be true. But this is the, the you know the interesting thing about uh, about uh, freedom is that it kind of comes down to hierarchies and hierarchies are biological. So there are, mm-hmm. you know, every, it, it, that is a biological thing we can't get around. Uh, but that doesn't mean that we have to behave uh, hierarchically uh, to an extent where we are like, you know, uh, suppressing minorities or, you know, m- elevating ourselves in any sense. Like, I think people should have the ability. I think capitalism is a positive force. I think people should be able to, uh, you know, create, be entrepreneurs and create things and sell them in the marketplace as freely as they want. But I also think that, uh, you know, we should, we should see every, everybody in the human race for what they are is pretty much 99.9% the same. Yeah, absolutely. So biology, as you say, evolution naturally creates hierarchies um, because some people, you know, just, well, A, they're born into a situation where they, they have more of a head start mm-hmm. and and B, they have different natural gifts mm-hmm. and actually C, they have different circumstances. So people are going to naturally arrive at different places. And I think that's okay to some extent, right? It's, I guess... Every democracy strives for a different balance, a slightly different tuning of the freedom versus equality. And the United States is one of the countries that has, you know, values freedom more than equality. So you get, you know, different outcomes. Scandinavia, for example, like Sweden, it it has kind of a a closer to balance where um, they view equality as pretty important. Also, obviously, they still have some freedom. Um, and what does freedom mean, actually, too? Does well, th- I was going to, mean... yeah, I was going to ask you this, what you thought about this. Yeah, so I think, so most people, the distinction here with equality, too, is I think countries sh- or political systems want to strive for equality of opportunity, equality of um, treatment under the law, but not necessarily equality of outcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, to some extent, freedom almost requires the equality under the law, because if you don't have that, then you have these hierarchies. So freedom leads to hierarchies, but hierarchies lead to stratification where there's no social mobility. And then you could argue that people don't really have freedom then, right? Because if I was born into a poor family, I don't necessarily have the opportunity to achieve what I'm trying to do because the opportunities aren't there because of the social stratification. Right. Mm-hmm, so because mm-hmm. the ladder is so hard to climb, freedom can create certification, which takes away freedom, mm-hmm. essentially. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask a question about, uh, uh, you know, do, do you have do you see entrepreneurial spirit in socialist countries like you do in America? Is there still like a, a strong it seems like I mean, there's obviously businesses and stuff in the mm-hmm. socialist. So, so there has to be some sort of capitalistic motivation going on. It can't just be it's not that like they're just raising a bunch of robots in these other countries that are socialist. You know, it's there's clearly some motivation to participate in the marketplace and to come up with good ideas. So, you know, what does that balance look like in other countries? Well, so socialist is not uh, on or off switch. And right. 
I mean, Scandinavia, Canada, New Zealand, Australia, uh, all these places are maybe a little bit, bit more socialist than the United States, but not a lot. There, I mean, mm-hmm. the United States has a lot of socialist tendencies. The United States believes in pretty strong redistribution of wealth based on taxing the wealthy and providing public services. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scandinavia does a little bit more, but uh, certainly still exists. And entrepreneurial spirit definitely exists. Sweden is a capitalist country. It's basically a social democrat country. Uh, maybe a little less. I don't know. I can only speak from personal experience. I don't, I haven't seen any studies on, you know, starting businesses or anything like that, actually. But I'm from Canada, which I would say is tilts more towards equality, less towards uh, freedom in a, at least uh, economic sense. And I think that the United States is more entrepreneurial. Yeah, there's no but doubt. We're probably Canada the most entrepreneurial. is maybe a nicer place. So it's kind of it's a it's a trade off. Number That's two for quality point. of life. I actually am not advocating anything in terms of this balance. I I guess we're just kind of trying to highlight that it's a trade off, and it kind of depends yeah. what your objective is. And I think more social cohesion and maybe a better overall standard of living uh, is achieved through a little bit more socialism, uh, but more uh, dynamic dynamicism. <laughs> More, a more dynamic society. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Through, um, uh, you know, tending towards more freedom economically. Yeah. I, I think that's probably true from personal experience. It's true. What about, like, in full-on communist uh, countries? Like, you know, communism is just, like, a harder version of socialism. It's just, like, extreme equality. Yeah, extreme. So, yeah. like, is there it's entrepreneurs? Terrible. It doesn't work at all. And I think that's also the point is I think on both ends of the spectrum, if you go to, like, utter cap or utter communism, it completely fails because it's trying to squeeze everyone into the same box. Mm-hmm. It takes away all freedom in exchange for, theoretically at least, perfect equality it's never really achieved like obviously the premiers and the you know the leaders are a different class uh but yeah squeezing people into a box it's unnatural doesn't work people um creates depression and and uh destroys the economy basically so complete extreme on one side doesn't work complete extreme on the other side also i think doesn't work you end up with complete robber baron society like libertarians I think that, you know, they have some valid points, but at the same point, it doesn't create a a great society. It creates uh, everyone taking advantage of everyone, all the wealth in the hands of the very few. Uh, You know, it creates another type of dystopia. Yeah, there's got to be balance in all things. Yeah, and it's just a matter of where you set the balance. Absolutely. I think a lot of people don't realize that the country right now, the United States... Uh, has an extremely low marginal tax rate, top marginal tax rate. So this is if you earn more than you know ten million dollars a year or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, you're taxed at about thirty in the thirties of the percent, high thirties. I think it's thirty seven right now. Um, during World War II, it was ninety four percent. Whoa! <laughs> and throughout the fifties, uh, it was over ninety percent. So all these people whining about high taxes really don't know shit. (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't know if they don't know or they just think that, uh, like, they want to go more extreme than we are already. Yeah, I'm not sure. (laughs) I think that is fascinating. I had no idea it was ever that high. So right now is 
is a very, very low taxation situation for uh, the t- top income earners, which is why we have one of the reasons we have growing, rapidly growing inequality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they go hand in hand. All right. So let's talk about was America ever great to begin with? Uh, so, you know, America is the only country I know of that was started by a group of people leaving their original country in search of more freedom. You could say they left Europe because they weren't happy with their life there and they thought they would have uh, more uh, freedoms. Yeah, more opportunities, yeah. more uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, autonomy, more autonomy mm. somewhere else. Um, and yeah, so that's, that's true. Uh, and I mean, I don't know if it's the only one. I can't think of any other good examples off the top of my head, but definitely it started by even the pilgrims, for example, religious uh, people who wanted to escape from um, the country that they were in and kind of create a new life. Yeah. And then, you know, when you look at the things that America was founded upon, a lot of it's really good. Like I, I love, I, I love, uh, you know, I'm a fan of the Constitution. I think there's a lot of great stuff in there. I think you're right that, you know, the whole, uh, like you said earlier, the whole uh, aspiration to equality, you know, the all men are created equal thing is total bullshit, um, you know, because it's, you can't have an, a, a nation based on freedom if everybody is actually equal. And I think this is the problem that we've run into with things like slavery in America and stuff. It just like it, at a certain point, freedom becomes a problem because if you have like ultimate freedom, then you can suppress entire groups of people. And that's not, that's not a good thing. And I think oh. that. Yeah. You're saying there's the limits of freedom have to stop at being able to withhold the freedom of others. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 definitely. And I think even impinging on the freedom of others. Um, so, obviously, I mean, that's why we have laws. I mean, the laws restrict your freedom. I can't go out and murder people because. Yeah, you know, but I think that I includes I think yeah. that includes things like taxes as much as people don't want to talk about taxes and redistributing things like, you know, when you yeah. if you're free, if you have so much freedom, if you have so much money in the bank and you're not paying any taxes on it, you are limiting the freedom of your fellow Americans. Yeah, to some extent, I agree. I think, yeah, obviously, otherwise you create this hierarchical stratification of society. I mean, one of the foundational principles of the United States is basically social mobility, the American dream. It's even like there's a word for it. The American dream is basically that anyone can, by working hard, get ahead. Right. And I think that prospect has definitely declined. The American dream is definitely in decline. Um, and this may be one of the reasons why people look back and say, oh, you know, make America great again or something. I think social mobility is declining a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's because of the stratification uh, of society. And yeah, and that's one of the problems with, quote, <laughs> too much freedom, I guess. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the arguments in favor of some redistribution. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, someone's got to pay for things, right? We all uh, presumably like traffic lights and roads and firefighters and police officers and things like that. I mean, those are mostly municipal, honestly, but um, even uh, welfare and uh, Medicaid, Medicare, Social Security, things like that. um, Money has to come from somewhere if you want to have programs. Yeah. People don't want to pay taxes, but I can't name one person that I know that would say they don't want to just be able to pick up a phone and call the police uh, for free. Mm-hmm. I think everybody thinks that should be free, but they don't yeah. want they don't want to pay high people. taxes. Yeah. 
and they don't want to. I, yeah. I mean, if you had to pay a thousand dollars every time a policeman came to your house, yeah. I think that would create so many problems. I think it's great that we have these uh, these resources available, and I think you know um, that's why I'm. I used to be totally anti-tax before I understood like what the taxes are actually doing. And I think a lot of tax dollars are misspent. And I think there's a lot of stuff that, you know, a lot of people who are making a little too much money off the taxes and things like that. But for the most part, I'm a fan nowadays of paying taxes, no matter how high they are. I think like I'd be totally happy living in, uh, in a place where I pay more taxes, even if, if it actually provided a better quality of life and there was more amenities and there was a better sense of, um, I don't know, equality or whatever you want to call it. I would be, I'm a fan of, I'm a fan of taxes. Yeah. Bigger sense of community. I think that's something you definitely find in countries which have a little bit more redistribution is a better sense of community. Everyone's kind of looking out for each other a little bit. Um, So that's definitely one of the trade-offs of having um, more freedom is you get maybe less community. We're going to put a pin right here to take a little sponsored break. So, you know, to, to get to get back to making America great again, I think uh, I think, you know, taxation is like one of the things we're kind of uh, that kind of comes to the surface when you talk about that. I also think, uh, you know, America is a melting pot. And, you know, in the time that people are talking about when they say they want to make America great again, there was a lot of segregation in those times. Yeah. There was a, there was a lot of. Uh, you know, suppression and, uh, it was just a very unfair time to a lot of people, but America's always been a melting pot. And, um, and I think that to ignore that is, uh, really tribalistic and really Mm -hmm. sad. And, uh, Mm -hmm. and I think uh, I would, I would argue that, uh, if those are the things that made America great, you know, maybe it was never great or maybe, uh, maybe it shouldn't ever aspire to be great. Maybe to be great is to make others less great. You know, if like, if you're going to qualify it in terms of good or bad, are you saying like, we just want to be the best so that everybody else is worse? Like, I don't know that I want to live in a country like that. We should always be really careful about extremes. Saying something like make America great, great again, or even like America is great. is kind of like looking at it as a utopia. And utopias mm-hmm. always have problems. The Soviet Union was envisioned as a utopia where everyone was equal. And it's the proud factory workers and farmers working together, and then they have all these propaganda posters. And, yeah, the utopia didn't work out so, so well. And the Nazis wanted to create a utopia of, like, you know, German culture and whatever, and uh, it didn't work out so well, right? The yeah. question is... Great for who? Mm-hmm. And what does great really mean? Utopia yeah. for who? Whose utopia are yeah. you creating? And utopias, because they're simple, they they're appealing to people. A lot like this is one of the things I think nuance doesn't sell. I've talked about this a lot, where people have trouble grasping fuzzy questions and fuzzy answers and um, just nuance, right? Like people want to think one thing or the other because humans, this is what uh, Yuval Noah Harari talks about. Humans think in stories. Mm-hmm. They don't think in facts. And Tyler Cowen. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So humans want to have this story and the story is that in the 1950s, I guess, this is usually the one that people refer to, uh, there was Leave it to Beaver on television and mom cooked a great meal every night. And dad went to the office and kids went to school and they all lived in the suburbs and everyone was super happy. And that's, you know, 
I guess maybe it was true for some, but it definitely wasn't true for everyone. And uh, like there were a lot of problems in the 1950s, uh, minorities in particular. Uh, obviously, that was a huge time, uh, social justice and the um, uh, fight for like equal treatment of the law and integration of schools and Brown versus Topeka Motor of Education and uh, Selma bus, uh, huge civil rights uh, time. Um, women, like that was like the era of housewives, right? Of, mm-hmm, of uh, mm-hmm. everyone, you know, women being restricted from opportunities. Yeah. That's they, a whole other, uh, there's nothing wrong with women being housewives, but uh, if they want to be, but uh, um, right. You know, or house husbands or house but, husbands. Yeah. But uh, you know, women didn't have opportunities. Uh, so great for who, who's right. great for exactly. This is another thing about make America White great men, again. It's like Maybe. in that time, there were, you know, most women were just housewives and there were, because there was no opportunity for them, you know, and I think that mm. that's another aspect of this make America great again. It's like, I don't think most people today want to go back to a time where women are suppressed and have no opportunities. And I actually, I also don't, uh, you know, involve myself a ton with the, with that, uh, super hard feminism debate because I'm, I consider myself a feminist and, you know, I think women should have every opportunity men should have, but I also, uh, think we've got to stop talking about this in terms of like, are women still being suppressed? Because, um, you know, I think that, that we are making a lot of progress and, uh, we've got to acknowledge the progress we're making it as we're making it, uh, in order to keep moving forward in society. Yeah, I think it's good when people talk. People can talk about whatever they want. Uh, yeah. I am definitely, as we discovered last week, I'm like extreme on the individualistic scale. <laughs> I think everyone should be able to say whatever they want. Like, right. And lots of people expressing ideas are great. Uh, but at the same time, yeah, I think that some people go overboard. Um, because basically, I guess one of the issues I have is uh, controlling free speech. I think that if someone you hate wants to go talk on your campus, give a talk about something you really don't want to hear, that's awesome. You should go, and, you know, protest if you want. I don't care. You can protest, but yeah, another form um, of free speech, you know? Yeah. You should be, that's part of the debate. You can't have a one-sided debate and mm-hmm. you have to hear voices you don't agree with. Yep. I agree. So was America ever great? What do you think? Uh, I mean, I personally can't think of a time that was better than now. I, I think I, this I agree is out by data, crime data, like crime is way down from any time in history, basically. Freedom, actually, is something that, you know, the types of people who want to, quote, make America great again. Uh, I think that freedom is actually uh, probably higher now than it has been. Um, I guess, yeah, the one thing is maybe the American dream might've been more achievable at least for certain segments of the population. Um, Mm -hmm. maybe in some times in the past. Um, but in general, I think there's more opportunities for more people today. I wonder how the market would change if America was five different countries. I feel like America is too big to be one country. I think there's too, it's too diverse to be one country. I think that, you know, and, and me thinking this doesn't make it qualified or, I mean, it's going to happen, but I've, I've, I do feel like social mobility, mobility has gone down and that the marketplace is really saturated. And I've wondered what would happen if, uh, America divided, you know, into, into four or five different countries. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's always this 
a contention between the two forces of greater unity and uh, growing coalitions and then fragmentation. Mm-hmm. And the map gets redrawn all the time in Europe, like with Yugoslavia joining together and then falling apart again and the European Union coming together and then countries want to leave like Brexit and Greece was talking about leaving. And um, there's this trend, but the trend is in recent times been towards more unification rather than Mm -hmm. fragmentation. And I think eventually, like a lot of the problems we face are global problems that are beyond the borders of any particular country. And so we do need sort of transnational apparatus to help deal with that. Like climate change is not something that any one country can fix. Yeah, Um, we all need to be working together Even Even the global economy is so integrated today that, you know, AI and uh, taking humans' jobs and labor shortages and things like that really can't be fixed by one country. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, but the whole make America great again comes with the isolationism and the, um, nationalism of like basically trying to ignore the, re- the rest of the world. And I don't think that's a very good solution. It's kind of like looking yeah. to the past for solutions and it, um, it's never really worked it's out. Backpedaling. Well. Yeah. It's backpedaling. It's backpedaling. It's, 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 old scared people trying to backpedal to a time when they had it easier. They're like, Hey, actually I remember when things were easier than this. Let's, let's do that again. I think that's what yeah. make America great again is. Yeah. I think that's true to some extent, but also people always remember the past with rose colored glasses. Like yeah, if you go on a yeah. camping trip, you don't remember all the fights you got into and the arguments. Also they're really severe. You don't remember being hungry and having bad food and it being cold and wet and rainy and the mosquitoes biting you all the time. You remember, Oh, that was great. Remember that trip. And you look at, but you might remember the one, bear that attacked you. One per, yeah. If it was really bad, <laughs> uh, you might, uh, but you remember the photographs and you discard yep. all the bad photographs. You only remember yeah. the good ones. So yeah. every trip look viewed from hindsight looks like it was a wonderful time with beautiful people. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's Same revisit the, the, at, the, at the past in America. hundred percent. So let's, let's tie it back into this, uh, this freedom versus equality thing. I know we keep, we, we start, we started there and we kind of mentioned it a couple times mm. in the middle of the recap of America's history. But yeah. I, I think this is something that people really don't understand. And the reason mm. I think that is because I didn't really fully understand it. I still probably don't fully understand it, but uh, having read up on it a bunch this week, I feel like I have my head around it like pretty clearly. And I think, it's very confusing for people to understand this. So let's, let's just kind of recap the freedom versus equality thing. It's Mm -hmm. in order to enforce equality, you've got to have, um, what is it? Higher taxes or something. You just pay more taxes. You have to use force in some way to enforce equality. Basically people are naturally different and they will naturally create hierarchies and have different outcomes, have non, basically non-equal outcomes. And if you Mm -hmm. want people to be equal, you have to, enforce equality by taking things from other people to give to them. That's redistribution of taxes uh, or other kinds of constraints, I guess, like in the Soviet Union, it was like very severe constraints. Um, but yeah, so in or- there is an opposition between freedom and equality. Yeah. So I guess this is when people uh, like extreme right wingers uh, throw around words like big government and try to make mm. it sound like uh, something scary you know, but I, really what it is, is it's a pool of resources that everyone living in that area can pull from. 
Well, and, that, yeah, I mean, and it's paid that's for what by the government the is. Uh, yeah, basically, that's what the government is. It's an instrument to make sure that kind of no one gets left behind in the natural rat race that is life. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. if if you just let if you had no government, uh, it'd be anarchy, and you know the strong would basically kill the weak. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we've taken them. we've taken things that people need in order to yeah. get along in a finite amount of space and we've socialized them so yeah. that everybody has access to them and we all pay for it for each other and we just because agree equality, that yeah equality works really well at, when we were like tribes of 100 people and you knew everyone and you could like observe everyone's behavior uh but and you now were related to most society of, them. of millions of people right um it, yeah you can't have really any kind of equal outcome without some involvement of the government Mm-hmm. And another thing I think a lot of uh, extreme right-wingers don't understand about uh, American economics is the fact that we're already fairly socialistic. Yeah. Uh, and oh, people, yeah. People, people love to bash the word mm-hmm. socialism like it's mm-hmm. the yeah. worst, uh, you know, word ever. But, like, people yeah. don't even know what that word means for the most part, I find. Yeah. Like, you know, we have so many welfare programs. Social security mm-hmm. is, a, is a socialistic, you know, like yeah, yeah, social yeah, yeah. security uh, so many of these these yeah. programs, no yeah. one would do away with, yeah. but they do a lot of good for people. And yeah. I do know, I do know. To, to be fair, I do know plenty of educated people who are very against welfare programs and think they should not exist. And you know, that is their opinion. I think the idea of civilization in the first place is to streamline life and make child rearing easier. And uh, and so, if you're going to participate in society at all, you have to be pro-socialism to at least an extent because to some extent it's a matter of where you tune the knob all we're talking about is whether you tune the knob this way or that way yeah absolutely yeah Yeah. and most you know it's surprising how well most democracies at least in the world today get it um it's it's you know somewhere in the kind of there there's a zone um that seems to work and different countries have different uh selections within that zone but yeah yeah. Okay. Like America is more vibrant economically, basically, uh, because the philosophy is that a rising tide lifts all boats. So if everyone does, if the economy in general does better, it's going to help other people too. Mm-hmm. Whereas some other countries think you should more directly help people. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, all this proposal with the 70% um, marginal tax rate where we kind of started uh, is not unprecedented. The United States has had more basically socialism in the past. So saying make America great again actually brings you back to a time where the (laughs) top marginal tax rates were extreme. So uh, in the past, make America great again past, Americans paid much higher taxes. That's interesting. All right, so let's do our uh, weekly Earth to Damn White Guys. We're going to take it to Twitter. Yeah. Earth to Damn White Guys, Earth to Damn White Guys. So I actually asked this question on my history account, Weird History, uh, because it was a history question. I framed it as a history question at least. Uh, which is most important? Liberté, égalité ou fraternité? So I, I did it in French uh, because this is the motto of the French Revolution. What is that definition of that fraternity? I understand. uh, Fraternity. So it just means like being nice to people, basically. Community. uh, Community. I would say community is a good example of what that means. It literally means fraternity, but not like the college fraternity. It means like 
being nice to your fellow man. Obviously, today it sounds a little sexist, but it basically means community. Yeah. Well, so, it seems like, like it's it seems like the the the, the fraternity would be a common a, a ideal balance of the first two, the liberty and the free and the. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, these are somewhat in opposition. It's kind of like that joke about cars: you can have uh, fast, reliable, or cheap. Choose any two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so. It's kind of like that here, too. They are a little bit in opposition to each other. Um, I think also since the Cold War, Liberty has a better image in the world. Liberty basically won the Cold War, not equality. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people interestingly pointed out this, that uh, they think that fraternity is the most important. And I think they actually have a reasonable argument that the other mm -hmm. two uh, kind of strive from fraternity or community let's say so if people are nice to each other they'll realize that people need both freedom and equality to some extent right and i think we'll that's start right to achieve a balance so it all starts with the fraternity and i think that's uh, true to a large extent at least three people pointed that out uh it's kind of like when we got this quiz in i don't know like grade three or something like that which is the most important it was like intelligence success uh health or like um security consciousness like safety safety mm -hmm. and i made a very firm argument that safety was the most important because if you didn't have that you'd be dead yeah like but i mean again it's like a question of what because i think actually in this world we actually strive to achieve way too much safety at yeah. the expense of achievement right so i don't think i would make that argument today but anything that you take to the extreme you can make an argument for and so you could probably argue any of these this is why I tell my kids whenever they're doing something dangerous, I say, careful. And then I stick my finger up and I say, not but too not careful. Too careful. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they always know whenever I say careful, they always yeah. stick their finger up at me and they know I'm going to say not too careful. This reminds me of a sticker I saw that said safety third. <laughs> it, it should be third. It, it should, should be, be third. third. First should be achievement. First you have to achieve your goal. Yeah. Uh, and then you have to do it safely. I don't know what the second is. <laughs> Efficiently. In closing, were there any <laughs> good comments about safety. liberty versus equality? Nah. Oh, uh, on the oh well, just like the comments that uh, that fraternity is important to achieve the other two. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's actually what I said. Yeah. That, I think I agree with that person. That's I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. Three people said that actually separately. Yeah. I think it's I think it's the it's the result of the ideal balance of the first two. <laughs> Well, or maybe it, it is not the result, but it creates the other two. Yeah, well, I would say you can't you two. can't have the community if there is no balance of the first two because it's just yeah, going to create disruption. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that was a very enlightening episode. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. This has been Two Damn White Guys on Was America Ever Great to begin with? If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do that. I'm at Julian Was Here. Andrew is at Mars Raider. He also has two other Twitter accounts. One of them he used today, weird underscore history. It's H-I-S-T. It's weird yeah, history, but yeah. Uh, and then he also has weird science, which I believe is weird underscore S-C-I, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so he uh, he's, he's all over the place on Twitter. That guy's crazy. Uh, if you want to really help us out, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, that is super helpful, and we always look forward to those. Uh, and we do these every Monday, so check back next Monday. 
and who knows what we're going to be talking about. We actually uh, want to open it up to you guys to tell us what we should talk about in future episodes. If you have an episode idea, leave a comment on YouTube and the top rated comment will be considered. We actually have a couple of uh, ideas coming up for the next couple weeks, so it probably won't be in the next episode, but we will keep it in mind for a few weeks out. So thanks again for listening. Thanks for the support. And we'll see you guys next Monday. Take care. Have a good one.